Welcome to the Mother Nurture Podcast, hosted by Dr. Andrea Rosario, functional neurologist and doctor of chiropractic, specializing in functional medicine, caring for individuals and families with chronic conditions for over 15 years. Hi there, Andrea Rosario here, and I wanted to talk to you today about your circadian rhythm and the role it plays in your health how it contributes and can detract from your health, depending on how well-oiled of a machine it is. So one thing that I will cover for sure today is what most people think of as your circadian rhythm, your sleep-wake cycle, but it's much, much more than that, and it affects many areas of your health. So stay tuned for that bit of information. But I wanted to start with the very little-known fact that actually your microbiome, the good and bad bacteria balance, all the critters in your gut, they actually have their own circadian rhythm as well. And that impacts your health. Also, basically, if you are eating any foods, your bacteria that in your gut, the good and the bad are eating the same foods that you're eating. So if you eat on a regular basis, if you eat regular times, your bacteria in your gut create their own circadian rhythm around the times that you are feeding them. And it helps them know how to promote and consume the food that you're eating. It helps the bacteria know how and when to expect food to be delivered to them, basically, so that it can be optimized in their preparation for how to take that food and turn it into the byproducts that help your body to function in a more optimal way. Many people don't really understand the connection between the brain and the gut. They're connected by a nerve called the vagus nerve. So that's really important to know because it is part of the gut-brain connection and it's bi-directional. So your brain communicates with your gut through this vagus nerve and your vagus nerve communicates with your brain. And there is research that shows that some bad bacteria in your gut can actually travel up through your vagus nerve into your brain. And it's one of the potential causes that they are researching about development of Parkinson's disease. So it is a very important connection. But aside from that vagus nerve, you also develop and create a lot of your neurotransmitters, especially serotonin within your gut. And that can affect your sleep patterns and your mood, depression or anxiety wise. So there's a lot of studies that show the connection of how your mood is affected by the health of your microbiome. And one of the ways in which you can make your microbiome very, very healthy is to eat on regular times. Predictability is key in your body for optimizing function in general. So aside from the eating times that promote a healthy circadian rhythm or your microbiome that promotes your overall health, um, there's also, of course, what everybody thinks about when it comes to circadian rhythm, which is your sleep and wake cycle. Your wake hormone being cortisol and your sleep hormone being melatonin. They work somewhat like a seesaw. So if cortisol is high and remains high and doesn't decrease at the appropriate times, your melatonin is not going to kick in and you're not going to sleep very well. 
So when you have high stress or you are in kind of survival fight or flight mode, you're constantly kicking out a lot of cortisol and it can stay high for too long. Needless to say, that affects, as I said, your melatonin secretion. So that's part of the reason why you can't get deep, restful sleep or you have issues and troubles with sleeping. One thing that isn't as well appreciated that I wish was in general medical and health knowledge is that your cortisol, besides for being your wake hormone, it also has a side job of bringing your blood sugar up when it goes too low. And it actually brings it up whether it goes too low or not. Cortisol just naturally brings your blood sugar up. But if you're going through the night and you are waking up regularly in the early morning hours, like 2 to 4 a.m. is really common, but anytime after 1, I would say, then it's often that your blood sugar didn't remain stable enough at night and it dipped down and cortisol is secreted when it's detected you don't have enough blood sugar. So it'll come in and at the same time, it brings your blood sugar back up, which is fantastic. However, because it's also your wake hormone, it will wake you up and make your body think it's morning time. So it doesn't matter if it's 2 a.m., you're going to awaken. What's important to do in that case is to stabilize the way that you eat, combination of the nutrients, protein, fat, carbs that you eat, and the timing of your meals so that you can get your blood sugar stabilized and your brain signaling to your pancreas and all the other hormone secreting glands. And you can actually uh, stabilize that low blood sugar a little bit better. That'll help you get through the night. So if you've ever been a diabetic, one thing that's important to know is if you are diabetic or pre-diabetic, you will never be able to stabilize your blood sugar and get your blood sugar down if you do not control your stress around you. And the reason that is, is as I said, cortisol will constantly bring your blood sugar up. So you stress out, your adrenal glands create cortisol, that cortisol raises your blood sugar. I don't care how you eat at that point. I do actually care how you eat, but I've had diabetics that eat perfectly and I give them supplements that totally should get them out of high blood sugar and unstable blood sugar, but it never works if they cannot fix their lifestyle that is high stress. So that is just a little aspect of the circadian rhythm that is a side note, but it's an important side note because it is affecting a lot of people's sleep with that extra cortisol. So we have it affecting your sleep and wake cycle. We have it affecting your blood sugar regulation. And the other thing that it affects is actually your leptin and ghrelin, which help your, it's basically your hunger signaling. Do you feel satiated when you've eaten enough food? You get this, you get the signal that's enough. I'm satisfied. All is well. Or more commonly, what I see is that people don't get the appropriate hunger signals. They're not hungry until like 3 p.m. or they're never hungry, but they know they need to eat. So they eat on occasion when they can or they think about it, but they just never get those hunger signalings. That is something that is also involved with that high cortisol. It affects your, again, your sleep-wake cycle, your blood sugar regulation, and your hunger signaling. But another thing that cortisol does is it promotes inflammation. And so if somebody has inflammation in their body, the most common symptom I see for that is aches and pains. But it is also often 
brain fog or memory issues or lack of motivation, those type of brain symptoms often are inflammation within your brain. And cortisol, since it promotes systemic inflammation, that includes brain inflammation. So aches and pains and brain issues, brain fog, memory issues, that type of thing can be a signal that your circadian rhythm is off. And when all of this is happening and all those inflammatory cells and the cortisols flow in, and you will be more likely to not be able to shut down your fight or flight system. So that's your sympathetic nervous system is fight or flight and survival mode versus your parasympathetic nervous system is more like rest and digest where you sleep deep, you get restful, rejuvenated healing sleep, and you're able to digest properly, not just like, oh, I don't get a bellyache, but also all of my gastric juices and digestive juices are flowing appropriately. So I break down my food well, and I'm not nutrient dense. I can't tell you how many patients I know who they're like, how in the world am I deficient in nutrients? I take multivitamins and I eat super well, better than anybody else I know. This doesn't make any sense. Well, if you think about it, it does because if you're stuck in fight or flight mode, you're not that vagus nerve that I talked to you about between the brain and the body isn't going to signal your stomach, your pancreas and your gallbladder to secrete all the juices that are needed to break food down properly. And then, so not only are you going to have like a piece of, we're just going to say a piece of meat or a piece of vegetable, just go through your system without breaking down into the like micronutrients and absorbing into your cells. You're also, those juices are really important for a healthy microbiome as well. Those good gut bacteria, those good gut bacteria help activate your B vitamins. All of these seemingly unrelated symptoms to your circadian rhythm are really all tied together. Just to summarize, we've got inflammation, aches and pains, sleep problems, blood sugar problems, hunger signaling problems, brain fog, memory issues, just general brain issues, all the things that go with not being able to get out of fight or flight mode. So non-restful sleep, even when you do get sleep, digestive problems, nutrient deficiency problems that don't make any sense, heart rate being high, blood pressure being high, all of these like adrenaline type symptoms, those are all tied into your circadian rhythm. So the moral of the story is, if you want to affect your microbiome circadian rhythm in a positive way, which you do, you want to eat regular meals and you want those meals to have a wide variety of nutrients in them because different strains of good bacteria eat different nutrients from your food. So if you're only eating broccoli and carrots, you're neglecting many, many strains of good bacteria that want other types of produce that you can put into your system. So you want to eat regularly with high diversity of nutrients. You also want to manage your stress. I know that's annoying, but bear with me. You want to make sure you're able to pull yourself out of fight or flight mode. It's kind of a vicious cycle because if you're in fight or flight mode, you have sleep problems. If you have sleep problems, you stay in fight or flight mode. So we're going to peel back the area of sleep and try to focus on that to at least not contribute more to being stuck in fight or flight survival mode. What I am doing, my friends, is I have developed a five-day super slumber challenge 
And I have a sign up in the show notes that I would love to have you join. We're going to be sending out emails in the morning with short little things to do. And we're going to do the best we can to optimize your sleep in one week of, well, five days of dedicating your effort to really seeing if we can whip that into shape and take that layer of stress and tension and physical ailment off of your list. So just to give you a little sneak peek, a couple of the days that we're going to be sprinkling in there is a three-step deep rest bed routine. So like the three things you can do right before you go to bed when you're already laying in bed in order to stimulate your parasympathetic system, which is your rest and digest, and it will calm your fight or flight sympathetic system down so that you can actually get restful, rejuvenated sleep. We're going to have your 7 p.m. mega melatonin method, the things you can start doing at 7 p.m. with your home environment so that you can trigger your body to be ready for sleep and get that melatonin boost and kick the cortisol down so you can actually get some good sleep at night. And then other things as well, the foods and drinks that stimulate melatonin, all those things are going to be covered in just five days. So I am thrilled and excited to be offering this. And I hope you can join me. Again, the link is in the show notes. Pass it along to any women you know that are having sleep problems. So I'm choosing to focus on women because I know their bodies and their responses best. I've been working with hundreds of women in my practice for many years. And these are tried and true methods that I'm excited to share with you. So I really hope to see you there. Thank you so much and happy snoozing to you. See you in the five day super slumber challenge. Bye-bye.